So I was going to share a listener message. I also wanted to mention that the new Training for Ultra wraps are available. Check out trainingforultra.com. They're $9.99, free shipping in the United States, and two color options, traditional kind of black and green, and then also received a lot of requests for a pink one, so pink and gray, and just really happy with the new unique design. So check those out. And I received a message from Rob, who I believe is from Canada. I get a lot of messages, but I thought this one was unique and kind of fun. So I want to share it here really quick. And it is, hey, I know you inspire a ton of people at this point, but I was watching the Triple Crown series with my son, who's eight years old, caught some of Moab with me. He became super interested. He asked lots of questions about ultras, etc. He especially loved the burgers you got to eat at all the aid stations. Then he noticed your voice while I was listening to your audiobook in the car. I normally turn it off when the kids are with me simply because I want to talk to them. But he asked me to turn it up and listened intently. Especially the chapters about the CCC. So then I had to show him videos of that race and UTMB. He enjoys trail running with me already, and your content really piqued his interest. I don't know if he'll continue running when he's older, but at this point your book and series strengthened our bond even further. So for that, I just wanted to say thank you. And so shout out to Rob for sharing that, his son Cameron, keep it up guys love receiving those messages let's get to the show if we could just free ourselves of our perceived limitations and tap into our internal fire the possibilities are endless i'll tell you about it when it happened in the race but to be honest with you it happened even before the race it happened in the training a great cause oh thank you i respect that man so you keep doing what you do it man keep inspiring Jam Jam, Jamil Curry here from Era Viper Running, and welcome to the Training for Ultra podcast. For all you kids out there, stay safe and stay strong. Hey everyone, it's the Training for Ultra podcast. Scott Jurek here. I was physically totally wrecked. I, I had nothing left. I figured I might as well move as quickly as possible towards the finish line if I was going to be moving towards it anyways. How do you even do that? decided if I could, you know, finish a 50 miler, I could probably run across the country. Right now, I'd say that my beers per day is still higher than my miles per day that I'm running. 100 miles is not that far. Hey, this is Carl Meltzer, the Speed Goat, and I want to welcome everybody to the Training for Ultra podcast. Welcome to episode 149 of the Training for Ultra podcast. My name's Rob. I also go by Training for Ultra, and we have a really interesting episode. It's with Alyssa Clark before she goes after the Pinhoti FKT attempt. And so this will be a sponsor light episode. Big thank you to all the Patreon supporters. Really appreciate you guys. Give you a shout out here in an episode or two for sure. And big thank you to Exoskin. I know they're going to have a big holiday sale upcoming, so check out the show notes for the best coupon code available that I have. And then big shout out to Kogala and Hammer Nutrition. 
So this will be an ad light episode. Enjoy it. All right. I am joined by a friend of the show. I think she's been on one or two episodes, maybe three. Alyssa Clark. I'm joking, of course. She's become a regular co-host. She's going after FKT, and I had to hear the details, the exclusive details before she heads out tomorrow morning. Alyssa, thanks for taking the time, especially right before your FKT attempt. Yeah, of course. It uh, helps relieve some of the uh, tension, I guess. Um, Although I will say it's almost so long, I'm not quite sure what to be nervous for. It's just going to be a huge adventure. Um, But yeah, thanks for having me and glad to chat about it. You're so chill. You got the TV going. Are you you eating food too while we're talking here or are you just... I keep I keep meaning to tell Cody to, to turn that down. It's all um, good. No, it's all good. the the food is in the oven though right now. Um, yeah, I talked to my nutritionist about carbo loading, and I've never really done it before. And she's like, eh, you know, it's really not going to make a difference for you. It's, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> she's like, just do what you always do. I'm like, great, that sounds better. Um, that's exactly but- what. I, that's such good advice. I mean, how. Well, first of all, what FKT are you going after? Yeah, I was going to say maybe I should back up. How um, many miles is it? I, I want background on what you're going to go through over the next few days, and then hopefully we get a real-time update from you also. And then absolutely. The, the after, yeah. Yeah, and um, I will be sure to record some moments where I'm tearfully crying into a voice recording saying how much I love running. <laughs> Um, actually my goal is, well, to keep the crying to a minimum and, um, stay as healthy as possible. Uh, those are kind of two major goals, but anyway, uh, so the FKT that I am going after, um, is called the Pinhoti trail. It is approximately 350 miles, 50,000 feet of climbing through, um, mid to northern Alabama, and then it crosses over into Georgia, almost exactly halfway through that 350 miles, and ends in northern Georgia. And what's really interesting about it is that that the start is actually the start of the Appalachian Mountains. So if you wanted to be absolutely certain that you were doing the whole range of Appalachian Mountains, you would need to start at Flag Mountain, uh, which is where the Pinhoti starts. And there's actually a connector trail from the end of Pin- the Pinhoti in Georgia that goes to Springer Mountain. Um, so I found that pretty interesting. Yeah, of like if I ever you know, one day go after the AT, then I will have had this kind of in my back pocket of uh, having started there. So... Um, I've I've done 250 miles, fair pretty much nonstop. I mean, there were a few sleep stops there, but the thought of going 100 miles in addition to that is something I'll only explore next year, probably. Um, like, how do you feel about that distance? How what's the longest training run you've done so far for this and? Kind of what's the longest run you've done so far, like your PR and distance, and just tell me more about 
how you're feeling about the distance aspect of this because that's that's a long ways 350 miles yeah it it definitely is and what's kind of funny is in some ways i'm thinking of it as almost shorter because i actually wanted to do a longer thing um i was thinking maybe the florida trail which is over a thousand miles uh but then i'm terrified of alligators and uh moccasin snakes so i went that's out there's that, like, that would not be a good idea yeah yeah no i um i can deal with normal snakes or like even rattlesnakes because i've seen one on the pinhoti um but not just tens of miles of swampland so i decided on the pinhoti um which is 350 and honestly i feel really excited to take on that because it's almost kind of an in-between of the 200 milers and you know the Colorado Trail which is 500 the Arizona Trail which is 900 you know the AT which is 2000 so I feel like it's a really great stepping stone um, of that you know really longer multi-day effort Um, so in terms of training um, I mean (laughs) Honestly, I think that the marathons set a huge aerobic base for me um, to start off of. So I think, you know, 95 days of 26 miles every day is certainly a good place to start. Um, point, and then 0.2 miles per day for yes, 95 days. That actually added up to over 19 extra miles. Probably so I should get me in shape. <laughs> I shouldn't leave that out. Um, yeah, so I think that gave me a really big aerobic base. And then, um, let's see, a couple weeks ago, because I am, I have chosen to do it self-supported because I'm trying to reduce my impact on either bringing people into crew for me or um, kind of bringing out pacers and things like that. I really want to keep it as safe and somewhat self-contained as possible and also Um, I've done almost all supported runs in the past, and this is a chance for me to really see how I can manage myself. Um, So that's a a big aspect of it. Can I ask you, do you you think that's going to affect your pace because you know you're flying solo for the most part? I mean, like, I can't lean on some guy at an aid station to, like, feed me, essentially. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. So I think that there's advantages and disadvantages. Um, I think that the advantages, you're not, you don't have any place in your mind that says I have to stop here. So it's not like, oh, I hit a road crossing. There's my crew. Oh, I could just sleep here. You know, there's just kind of this boundlessness um, and self-containment that I think is really exciting. Um, I do know that people like String Bean have set a lot of records self-supported that have beaten the supported records. Um, So I think that there are advantages to that. Uh, One of the, I mean, some of the other bigger thing is I'm carrying, you know, an eight to 12 pound pack um, with sleeping gear, with food. I am caching a fair amount of food along the way um, and stopping at stores. But uh, I do have to carry quite a bit of food. You have to manage my water. Um, and manage, I think, is the biggest word. So I won't have someone out there making sure, you know, I don't get lost or making sure that I'm keeping myself 
um, sane and rational. So I need to make sure that I am managing my sleep, managing my feet, managing my food intake so that I remain safe and moving forward the whole time. And so I think that's the biggest factor I'm really taking into it is like, okay, I know I can do it for two days, but you know, three, four, five, when you start getting more and more sleep deprived, I'm really going to have to concentrate on the small tasks and on making sure that I'm keeping myself um, really, you know, mentally on top of it. So yeah, I like that. And you you just wrote for training the number four adventure dot com an article all about focusing on those type of tasks and yeah, I thought it was a really well written piece. So thank you for for sharing those thoughts also before your FKT. Of course. Yeah, I'm I was on a run and I've been thinking a lot about, you know, how can I do this because uh, going back to an original question of what's your longest distance um, is that in all honesty, I've failed at the two very long distance races I've done. So a multi-day race in Wales, I made the first day was 50 K. The second day was 55 or 60. And the third day was 70. And the fourth day I DNF'd um, because I didn't manage myself well. Um, and then Tour de Jean, I DNF'd at around mile 145, and that's the longest I've ever gone. Um, that also was all of the elevation of the Pinhoti in the first 150 <laughs> miles. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a big factor. Um, but yeah, 150 is my um, distance PR, so I'm excited to go past that. Um, but yeah, so my kind of my, my little ditty uh, or way to keep me focused, and I know I'm going to re be repeating it over and over, is um, SMS, which I actually went to a high school called Strad Mountain School um, with the initials SMS. But what it stands for now is Small Management Strategies. Um, so that basically just means if I can manage myself in the small ways, then that is my strategy for having a successful outcome. So do you have a street, uh, a sleep strategy set up? I feel like I'm just, I mean, essentially going over Moab 240. I mean, it, it seems like you would go for 36 hours ish sleep for an hour or two, and then go until you can actually have some kind of, pattern to this i mean have you planned that out or are you leaving it open and dynamic yeah i i have a rough idea um that i'm kind of going off of because again i don't think that i can put myself quite in the hole of sleep deprivation because i am doing it self-supported um so i really do need to make sure that going into the later days i'm not you know walking into traffic or something bad like that. So um, my strategy is hopefully moving about 18 hours per day and then having that six hours of sleeping, eating, you know, picking up my caches, things like that. Um, but if I do accomplish kind of that 18 hours with the speed that I'm thinking, then it should be a pretty successful outcome. And I will, my plan is to do that for the first 
three-ish days. And then when I hit four, maybe cut the sleep down a little bit more and then just like push it to the end, you know, definitely not sleep the last night, um, but just kind of drop the hammer and, and really go for it. But um, that's kind of my loose strategy. Um, I think really if I can move for 18 hours, then that's, that's going to set me up for a pretty successful run. Yeah. So you said six hours of sleep, 24 hours in a day, 18 hours of movement. So it'll probably be more like five hours. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's pretty reasonable. And that's honestly during a a race like Moab T40 would be a luxury. It really would. And part of me, I, I don't, I might deviate off of that, but I have a tendency to absolutely hammer from the start. And so I'm trying (laughs) very hard to be really mature about the start and err a little bit on the side of caution. And if I am, you know, two, three days into it and I'm waking up after two or three hours, I'll just go. Um, So I'm not, I'm not holding myself to that, but I'm also not trying to overextend myself the first two days and then get myself in trouble. That's very the wise. Last bit. Very wise. You could have the two best days of your life, be halfway through it and just hit a wall like you've never seen before. And, oh, man, going yeah. nearly 200 miles, 175, like bonking and never being able to like really catch up. They'd just be awful. Yeah. And. Um, I've done a fair amount of research on the couple of people who have done it before, and they've set you know quite um, high high expectations or high times. Um, I mean, fast times, not high times. Mm-hmm. And they, it seemed that they went out pretty hard, and then at about day three, they had to sleep six, seven hours. Um, to really gain back uh, pushing too hard. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that I can learn from that and maybe reverse that a little bit. So That's yeah. really smart. So are you doing liquid calories? Tell me about how you are planning just nutrition, hydration. Tell me more about expectations on weather and humidity and that stuff. Yeah, um, I'll do the weather quickly. So... <laughs> October is supposed to be a very good month to do the Pinhoti. Um, it's about 60s during the day and 40s at night. So very comfortable temperatures um, and not too cold at night so you can't sleep. But And it's normally not supposed to rain much. Um, and the weather was looking really good. And then I just checked it today and it's not looking so good. So I'm really hoping that shifts um, again because it was looking very clear and now... It's not looking so great, but it's still five-ish days out, so I'm hoping that things will uh, shift. Um, but so for nutrition or for hydration, uh, I'm using the Katahdin bottles. Um, so there's a filtration system built into the bottle, and it's basically just a soft flask uh, with a funky nozzle um, that you put on top, and the nice thing that's a magical nozzle i cannot believe it works it still blows my mind i didn't know how to say the name um i think that's the one i use for the triple crown but i can't remember is it blue and 
Yeah. 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 It's awesome. Yeah. Um, and that was one Solomon was all sold out and, uh, I was going to use a different kind, but it involved a very complicated process. Mm -hmm. And if you lose one piece of it, then you're in trouble. So the Katahdin, I went, gosh, why didn't I think of this earlier? Perfect. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. And I love soft glass. I'm really not a fan, um, of hard plastic because I find that if I use anything with hard plastic, then I get a lot of chafing on my ribs. My ribs Um, bruise straight up. I remember Uh, Havelina 100 finishing and I had to undo my vest because my ribs were so bruised from the pounding of the hard water bottles on them. That was just 100. Yeah, when I was doing the marathons, it was always the last four miles where I would go, what is just destroying my rib right now. And it would just be the edge of my cell phone Mm. that would be digging into my rib. So I went, I can't have, uh, now I put it in a sock. (laughs) What I, that helps a little bit. I mean, for that soft flask, I rolled it up. And a lot of times during the triple, I would just store it in the back. It weighs nearly nothing. And when I was desperate, I could fill both my bottles with water using it. And then I would just roll it back up. I just used it like purely to, you know, get clean water. And then it would just go in my pack. But you could also stash two of them up front if you really needed it. Yeah. So I have two and that is my plan. Um, because there are several sections where you are pushing over 13 miles. Um, so it's better for me to have a bit more water, um, than not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of electrolytes, uh, my plan right now is that I love salt. And so I'm going to bring much like, um, Mike McKnight did on his no food run, a bag of salt. And my nutritionist said that every hour you should be consuming about an eighth of a teaspoon of salt. And that's a little bit dependent also on if you're eating saltier foods, you need a little bit less. Um, But I think that I will just honestly like lick my finger, stick it in, grab some salt and go. Because What about the other electrolytes, like the potassium and the other aspects? I should be getting most of that from my food. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and part of it too, I do like liquid calories, but I am concerned about gunking up the filtration system with powders. Oh, you, so you I, definitely will. Honestly. Yeah. So, yeah. And so I just, I don't want to jeopardize the filters by putting something in them and then get Jardia, because that would uh, that would end it a hundred percent. So I think that. Go ahead. I I was just going to ask: Do they still make those little? I I haven't been to a McDonald's in so long. It's been like a decade. The salt packs. Like (laughs) I honestly think I'm going to stop at a McDonald's on the way up and grab. I mean, that's what get some pepper too. Why not? I mean, (laughs) help you absorb stuff. A little seasoning on my trail mix. Throw a little pepper in there. Taco Bell. Um, hot sauce <laughs> exactly but yeah so that's um that's what i'm going with and again up there are stores along the way so i should be able to buy some things with electrolytes um as i uh, pass these stores 
Um, but also with the heat and eating salty foods, I think that that should balance it out. And if it, if I start feeling some kind of way, then I will, you know, pull out the salt bag and have a little bit more, um, as well. Before we talk, uh, nutrition, I would pay 99 cents for an episode of you just walking into a convenience store to purchase things after being out there for like 300 miles and just seeing the look on the face of the guy who's like, you know, behind the cash <laughs> register. Because it, it has to be like uh, uh, interesting perspective. So if you're able to get that on a GoPro, I will, I'll pay 99 cents. <laughs> Per, per per convenience store. <laughs> I think that this could be our new reality TV show. <laughs> this takes this takes reality TV shows to like whole different level. Um, Make someone go run a hundred miles, then walk in a convenience store. Not only filming <laughs> the person behind the counter's reaction, but watching their face, then trying to pick out what they want to eat. Like totally, and customers. Customers in the store looking at you and smell like they can smell you from like four. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna stop here. Uh... I think this is a fantastic idea, but honestly, <laughs> I am going to write out a list of what I'm going to buy. This has been something that keeps me up at night is worrying that I'm going to waste like an hour and a half wandering around a grocery store, just being completely overwhelmed by all the choices. Like it's this, I kid you not, I lie awake worrying about my complete inability to make a decision in a store when I plan, plan in advance, but you got to be dynamic. So like your body, it's going to be like a giant aid station and your body for whatever reason is going to be drawn to certain things. And you got to be aware of that and then think next level on like, okay, this is what I want. This is probably why. Um, it's, so. No, it's true. I fully anticipate walking out with like a bag of marshmallows, chocolate milk, some cake frosting, and like Snickers bars. <laughs> I see that happening. My money but, is on you borderline blacking out and <laughs> getting arrested for eating like $30 of food in an aisle. No, I'm just I, <laughs> I'm with you. So actually, this is the problem is that the chip chip aisle. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm gluten intolerant. And what does my butthead brain always want when I'm super tired and running? Everything that has gluten in it. Yeah. Like it's that's always the case. And so I know that when my brain like powers to stop me from making poor gluten decisions it's like someone who's lactose free mm-hmm. and when they're drunk all they eat is cheese um yeah. it's like my trail runner brain all it wants is bread and gluten products and so i'm this is why i have to stay rational so that i don't come out of a store with like a thing of wonder bread that would be so eat. great <laughs> like you with like your pack and it's it's not only like one it's like six that you've smashed into balls or just something totally ridiculous. Just shoving in like cake frosting or something. I'm telling you, Amazon or Netflix, 
This is a missed opportunity on a great reality TV show. Even the History I mean, Channel is probably so desperate at this point for good, good TV. And we could, I could do it again, and we could make it happen. It's it's going to be so funny. I I'm honestly try to roll. Try to yeah. roll the GoPro if you can during a convenience store. Absolutely. Well, I can tell you from one time where I did like a 45 mile run in Italy and I went in a grocery store and I spent 15 minutes trying to figure out a special K had gluten in it because the <laughs> the label was in Italian and I know the word for gluten in Italian and I still couldn't figure it out. And again, spoiler alert, special K has gluten in it. And I was so sad. What? <laughs> oh. It does. I was a very sad, sad runner today. <laughs> Um, but anyway, okay. So are you yeah, eating? It'll, it'll be fantastic. Go ahead. What, what's nutrition for this? You're you're going 350 miles. Uh, I would think this is an eating competition with some running. Absolutely. Honestly, yeah. Absolutely. So my plan uh, is to be eating about 200 calories per hour um, with about 30 grams of carbohydrates, uh, making that up. Um, but also adding in some fats and proteins every couple of hours, um, for sustainability. So what that looks like is I have, um, sectioned off. So the nice thing about self-supported and also having good friends who know the trail, like the back of their hand is that I will be caching food supplies for myself. Um, so I will have my own like bag of goodies, which the bag has gluten-free pretzels, um, honey stinger waffles. I am eating a pro meal bar for kind of like my meal. So when I go to bed, I'll that's eat one. And when I wake up, that sounds tough to chew. I've tried it and I actually <laughs> like them. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Uh, but I just wanted something that was a fair, you know, like 400-ish calories with some fats and proteins that felt special. Mm -hmm. So here's like dinner. Um, <laughs> but then there there's some trail mix, some Justin's nut butters. Um, what else is in there? Which, fl which flavor or which? Oh, which maple maple almond butter is my absolute favorite. Nice. Um, I'm a sucker for the vanilla one. Of course, it has like the most sugar of any one, but oh, of course, because that... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So my kind of grab bag. Also, every one of them, I have a bottle of Coke in Coca Cola, not the other kind. Yeah. Uh, so that that's just going to kind of be my like quick hit of sugar, and also. Um, if I am struggling to eat, then that will be kind of my boost out of where I've cached my food so that I don't just sit hugging the um, five-gallon bucket that I'm stashing my food in, wallowing so myself. What are, what are you doing for caffeine? Like, do you have, like, a caffeine plan? Brittany Charbonneau and I uh, had a, a realization that we both drink way too much caffeine. Ma yeah. mainly sugar-free red bull and oh, I, all that I stuff sugar-free red bulls that, that apollo energy gum yeah yeah so i am bringing 
I, I'm stashing the energy gum about every a hundred miles, so I should have a new pack with me. Yeah, I've sent I've sent one package and it has a pack of gum, and then the Coke. Um, so that should be a lot of my caffeine intake. Is that? And then again, when I start getting to the stores, who knows what will be bought. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god really... i want I, I mean i care about you running but these these stops sound more fascinating i will Just... try to take a video or a picture of what i buy we can make it a contest of like what does Alyssa buy? it's just like you with like a big gulp i i just can see all kinds of like amazing amazing things taking place there sorry no, I agree. I, I'm with you. It's really going to be the most entertaining part of it. Um, yeah, so those will be about every 50 or so miles. And then and basically I have a food resupply either from buying food or from my own every 50 to 60 miles. Sometimes it's closer. Sometimes um, the max is about 60. Um, yeah, and, you know, the plan is to just keep eating every hour um and being pretty firm about that on myself because so if are, I, you, are you taking one gps watch you're taking two um because um, you learned I, a lot during your 95 marathons and i i know god forbid like you know your watch dies and then oh your fkt's you know up in the air like what, what are you planning on doing on that front yeah, so absolutely. Uh, another thing I lie awake at night <laughs> worrying about. Uh, so part of what's going in those caches is battery packs. Um, so I will be having charging battery packs with me along with all of my cables. Um, and I will be running, I have a, a Phoenix 6 uh, Garmin. So I'll be nice. bringing that with me. It's knock on wood been really reliable it's a lot of hours of charge on that one i use the it five is. still like it just really still works yeah yeah no yeah. problems that's awesome yeah so um going with the this and then i also will have a garmin uh mini inreach so that nice. will be sending out data um every 10 minutes so that is a that also records a track, and that will be my backup um, in case anything does happen, and will also be a tracking device um, for friends and family. Um, I'll, I'll try to track. I, I'd love to. Um, I, I love the fact that you're taking that for security, and because I mean you're just going out into the woods solo, so it's great to know. You know, if anything were to happen, I mean, honestly, I'm sure your whole family, Cody would be driving out there. You got special ops on your ass, <laughs> like within 10 minutes, uh, knowing that. Just so feel, just be like a roar of helicopters and like, come on, come on, I move, move, move. Feel like, I feel like Cody would have his whole team on, on people, uh, There's going after you. <laughs> they, they might be hiding in the lakes. I don't know. I'll just see like a bubble pop whole, up and be like special ops team. <laughs> yeah um yeah so that's honestly a really great point is that i am doing this as 
a single female. Um, I'm not single. I'm married, but a <laughs> yeah, solo, what <laughs> solo female? Solo is better word. Did he? Did um, Cody just look up from his TV no, show? Okay. I don't know if you heard that. Okay, um, solo female. Uh, you know, on woods and trails and such. And again, something I lie awake about at night, um, and so does my mom, is doing this as a. So part of it is that I want to encourage women, men, you know, those in between to go after the dreams that they want to. Um, this is honestly something I'm, I'm really excited to do and that I, I hope that inspires others to approach things with caution and safety in mind, but also to believe the best in people. Um, that's kind of what I'm going into it with. And, and I did a track run uh, a couple of weeks ago and I was out on my own and I did feel nervous and scared at times. And I just had to remind myself that there are so many good people out in the world and I have to believe the best in people um, and have good intentions and be friendly um, rather than think the worst. And I do carry pepper spray. Um, I am going to be careful. I'm, I'm going to try to avoid running any roads at night because at the end of the day, safety is what's important. Um, but I also am not going to stop myself from doing this because uh, I'm afraid of what could happen. Um, but that being said, there are precautions that I'm taking. I'm not really going to announce exactly when I'm starting. Yeah. Um, if I do post something or if someone posts about me, it will be back dated. So, you know, everything's going to be retrospective. I am not front. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I I'm not posting my tracker publicly. Um, there are quite a lot of people that I will share the information to, um, who care about me, you know, who want to see how it's going, but I won't share it in a space where there are people that I don't know, um, to protect myself, uh, from, you know, I'm not sure it, it would be very, <laughs> very predetermined if you, <laughs> if you found my tracker and then went after it. But again, I just think these are things, Rob, you brought that up to me of like, Hey, maybe don't share that publicly. And I'm like, that's a great idea. I should not do that. Um, so those are kind of the steps oh. that I'm taking. Are, are we going to share all, all about your titanium blades that you're taking with you? Your Oh, yeah. <laughs> the crazy pocket knife, whatever the heck that special ops guy gave you? or Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the We're not talking about that one? special weapon. Well, yeah. <laughs> I like that you're doing this. I think you're being absolutely as smart as you can be. And, yeah, I think it will be really cool for you to share the stories of all the amazing people that are helping you through this. Like as much as I want to see you go through and spend an hour and a half trying to find bread. Um, I think capturing some of those positive uplifting stories of people helping you will also be just as fascinating. So Absolutely. I, I hope I hope you can send some audio clips when you're out there. Just message me or whatever, as long as you have battery on your phone. And I'll try to include them real time while you're out there, or they'll be delayed. 
will confuse people. Um, but what was I going, where was I going with this? Um, I am just really excited to see what takes place. I do think you've been as smart as you can be. And I want to hear kind of last thoughts on you're going out whenever, whether it's tomorrow or the day after or the day after that, like you're going to go after this FKT. And I just want to hear what am I missing? What, what am I totally clueless about after you've trained and studied this and now you're going to go after something that no one in the world has done before? Like, what don't I know? Share some last thoughts. Yeah. I, wow. When you put it like that, that is really cool. Um, that's true. No woman has tried to do this self-supported. Um, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about the why behind it. And I so often go back to Scott Jurek's, or I'm sorry, David Horton's, but it was in Scott Jurek's book. This is who I am and this is what I do. And I honestly feel like so much of my training, I'm being reined in and held back from going as far as I want to go. Like every day would be long run day for me if I could make it. And so I feel like almost like a, a kid in a candy store that gets told buy whatever you want. That's how this distance feels to me is, Oh my gosh, I get to go do what I love for 350 miles. And no one's telling me like, you need to stop here. You need to sleep here. It's just, me getting to do what I love. And I'm so excited for that. Um, and the other aspect of it, and this isn't, I don't mean this in a political way, but it's very, the way that I'm thinking about it too, is it, it's very similar to Ricky Gates, um, his run across America. I, I just watched that film and he said, I realized that I'd spent more time in Europe in, um, Asia, you know, outside of the country, learning about those cultures more than I'd spent in my own country. And so he ran across the U.S. to learn more about where he was from. And I feel like that's so much of my motivation as well, is that I've never lived in the southern U.S. I've never spent significant amounts of time in Alabama or Georgia. And I just want to learn from the community here, I want to experience and hopefully give a little bit of courage to those who might want to take something on like this um, and just learn from people who might not think exactly the way that I do in a time that there's a lot of divisiveness. Um, and that's why that was my point of believing the best in people because I've already met so many great people um, just in doing scouting trips and, you know, learning and meeting the community that surrounds this trail. And I feel so fortunate to have had this experience and to be running in a part of the world that I've never run in before. I mean, that's ultimately what I love doing the most. Um, so I think that that's a huge aspect of this. And it's something that I truly hope will help me be a more compassionate and informed um, American um, in the future as I've spent, <laughs> this is the first time in over five years that I've lived in the continental U.S. 
Um, and I think that this is a time where we have to understand each other even more um, than in the past. So Awesome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> be safe out there. Have fun. Don't eat. Don't eat too much candy to start with here. <laughs> well, I've got to the candy before, shop. <laughs> I need to finish before Halloween. Honestly, I kid you not. I'm like, oh. got to finish before Halloween so I can eat all the candy. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking you hallucinating with people in costumes. I mean, that'd be my motivation. Don't hallucinate. Like, I have to finish before the, every other person I see is in a costume. Yes. And then you find yourself blacked out going door to door for <laughs> for candy um well, my honestly my plan is to dress up as a zombie because i will be one and i'll have the zombie shuffle down for halloween so that's that's i really i expect true. at least one audio update that i'm going to include here in like 30 seconds the uh is you either like going through the store or i want like a recap of decision making at that store when you're replenishing but yeah just have fun out there and we're all rooting for you and i think this will just be an awesome experience that i can't wait to hear more about and hear the exclusive afterwards also so have fun out there awesome thanks rob and thank you for all the support as always i appreciate it i really talked to anyone today so my mind's going crazy so far. I was literally just thinking about how someone could eat two DiGiorno pizzas and how I might be able to do that after this. Also, my brain was going la, 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 la. Uh, and then I was thinking about the fact that I was hiking and thinking about thinking while saying la, 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 la. So had a bit of a rough spot. Um, there, these couple of sections are, there's not really any water sources. And someone didn't turn down the heat in Alabama. It's still freaking hot. So I've been, I've been sweating. I've been sweating and got in a 10 mile section and was like, and it was not pretty. My mouth was so dry. All I could think about was Gatorade and electrolytes. And I was like, stop thinking about this because you're just making yourself miserable. And all I could think about was that. But got through it, then spent about like, I don't know, eight, 10 minutes by a water resupply and just like drank and drank. I've been drinking. Um, so that has made me feel a thousand times better. And I'm now on a really beautiful ridge line. Well, like kind of just below it. It's been like a nice gentle climb and then like either walkable, like fast walkable uphill or runnable downhill. It's been freaking awesome. Um, I think about 46 in Maybe a little more shooting to go until midnight tonight 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 um so kind of just seeing where that lands me um rather than like 
a mileage goal, but I think I can get close to 70 with that. So I feel pretty, like, pretty, pretty jammable right now. I'm like, just be bopping along. Also, I'm sorry, Rob. This is just a load of brain dump right now. Hope you like it. Hey, Rob. Uh, do you have any advice on peeing blood? Because things are going downhill fast. And that was episode 149, To Be Continued. Hope you enjoyed it. I'll have Michelle Barton on, along with Alyssa Clark, as a follow-up episode. Big thank you to the show's sponsors, Hammer Nutrition, Exoskin, Kogala. Big shout-out to all you Patreon supporters. Check out the website if you're interested in training for ultra wrap. Don't forget to enjoy your training. Talk to you soon.